Fifth thing, when you go to places like Yoga Barn, I feel that the spiritual realm doesn't, at least here, not the real like spiritual people, which I think uh, you won't be able to see even because they are not after the money. They really pray. They really are connected to something bigger than ourselves. So they don't make any noise. But people like places like Yoga Barn, beware. Because what was I going to say? <sighs> uh, I don't know. Nothing is what it looks like. Oh, yes. Yes, I know what I wanted to say. I feel that they don't have a really good care and support system for people with mental health issues. What if we go to these cacao ceremonies or supermoon parties and literally the guide tells you at the beginning after chanting to Shiva, release everything that you have inside. Do what you feel. Do what your, your body wants to do. What if I am a fucking psycho or a sociopath? Like, there's no space for containment. Welcome to Perla Meets the World, a podcast where they travel worlds. <laughs> Jesus. Is this recording? Hi guys and welcome back to Berlam, it's the world! I am, obviously I'm still in Bali, I am at the yoga barn, it's a beautiful place to do yoga, meditation, to do some dancing as well, you have uh, different classes, you have events happening, you have parties, and so taking that the membership is quite expensive, it's very, very Caucasian price, I just decided to make the most of it and use my membership investment to record this podcast. I want to talk about the spiritual journey. I want to talk about why I am losing faith in spirituality. I came to Bali. That's my bad because I had a lot of expectations. I came to Bali to heal from a breakup, to get some answers as to what to do next and to also understand what my purpose is in life. Not only the material life, like, you know, the ideal job that I should have, but also the spiritual, the spiritual life, um, my soul, like, what am I supposed to be doing? What's my purpose in this lifetime? Because I do believe in reincarnation. And um, I have to say that looking for answers outside of yourself is not a good decision. Every single day, we are so caught up with our emotions, with our thoughts, with the things that we have to do, stress, anxiety, depression, worries, uh, doubts, uh, duties. We lose touch with ourselves. So when we feel discouraged, when we feel that we are very low, when we feel that we have no energy anymore, when we feel that we are desperate, that there's no solution for our problems, we are literally losing touch with ourselves we do have the answers inside we have the power inside but we only need to tap into it when i meditate i release myself from all these clouds where which are like thoughts anxieties worries feelings and then i just see that i am a capable woman of doing whatever i want and that whatever i decide to do i am going to be okay and sometimes it's nice to be reminded of that. And when I meditate, uh, my sole purpose is to go back to that state where I feel that no matter what happens to me, I am going to be okay. 
that I am not my thoughts, I am not my emotions, I am not my actions, I am not my behavior, I am more than that. I am the CEO of the whole thing. By observing them, I can clearly tell that I am not the thing that I am observing. I am observing that I am feeling agitated. That makes me something external from the agitation. I am not the feeling of agitation. And that blew my mind, you know, when I was aware of the separation between my identity as a human and my higher self, which is, they call it spirit here, the higher self, your uh, true purpose, your soul. I don't know what to call it. I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm still learning all these things and some things resonate with me like this. Other things do not resonate with me. So astrology doesn't resonate with me at all. But I didn't want to keep a close mind. I wanted to open up to new experiences. And um, I went to this Ayurvedic reading, like uh, astrology Ayurvedic or something like that. Ayurvedic, it's kind of like an alternative medicine, healing way of seeing life coming from India. I am not very well versed in this, so I have no not a lot of information about that. You know, when doing the reading, uh, he told me, uh, he's an eminence here, by the way. Like the first thing that I that I said when I looked at, I just like w walked in the room and I saw him and I'm like, oh, you're white. Why are you white? Like, sorry to be racist, but I was expecting like a Hindu or someone from Bali. That explains maybe, that justifies and explains the price. Anyway, but um, he told me that I am a pita, that my dosha, which is kind of like how you canalize your energy inside of you, what, how much you have and blah, 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 how it manifests in your body. I am pita, which means that I am like a volcano. I have a lot, a lot of energy and fire inside of me. And um, I need to balance that fire not to get overly tired or overly excited and uh, like avoid certain foods like he gave me the whole spectrum about pita because i was not very well versed in that either and apparently um i need to exercise um because if i don't sweat that could turn into a dangerous thing for me i am not into astrology i don't believe in astrology because they are based on stars that are no longer there so as you can imagine i left very confused I had a few questions, like my main purpose, two reasons why I wanted to do the reading. First of all, where shall I go next? Second of all, what's my purpose in life and spiritual wise? So after he gave me all these answers and knowing that he's very famous and he's like really good, like a lot of people come from all over the world to have his readings, um, it made me think of the how. Because no one tells you how things are going to happen. They tell you what is going to happen based on the energy that's around you right now. And the predictions, as he explained to me before the reading, are only for a year, year and a half. But that's it. He cannot see further than that. Because it's based on the decisions that I want to make now or that I made to be here now. So that made me think, okay, if something big is going to happen in mid-2024, how? What does it mean? I think when you ask for help to another person that doesn't know you and maybe doesn't have like a science-based ground 
that might make you feel more comfortable with the answers than you and that more confused than before. When I go to therapy, I talk to my therapist, I tell her all my doubts, I tell her, you know, my questions, what I should be doing, and she, based on my mental structure, based on how I, I think, how I behave, she gives me some like advice as to how to approach this like she gives me the how but i think that in the spiritual realm no one gives you the how it's so vague and so generic they give you insights they give you information but they never tell you how that's gonna happen you know i don't find it as useful if you're lost i feel that spirituality has become another product of capitalism. There are so many fake coaches, energy healers, Reiki healers, energy facilitators, spiritual guides, that it makes you lose faith in this. How can you identify the good ones? And what does good mean anyway? Everything's subjective in this world, right? Whatever doesn't work for me might work for another person. A 22-year-old life coach, maybe for other people that works and the information they give to this confused audience, it works and resonates. But to me, it's just fucking bullshit. I'm not gonna tell you what to believe in because that's not my place. What I will say, based on my experience these two months in Bali, is that no matter where you go, your problems are gonna go with you and maybe the place that you choose to heal can help you canalize what you have inside and release it or maybe analyze it and understand it maybe accept it sometimes acceptance is all you need okay Perla you're this way and you do this when you feel triggered by this okay thank you for that information now I know more about myself I am going to accept me and then maybe in the future I'll think about whether to change or not but not because I have to please others, not because I have to fit into this person that I have to be, not because I am afraid of disappointing my family members or because I'm afraid of ending up alone. If I want to change, it's because I, I want to change. For me, it doesn't matter where you go. You have to figure out your own shit. If you put that duty on others, you're giving them the control and power over your life. You're just literally asking them, oh, what am I feeling right now? What is my purpose right now? What am I supposed to do right now? They don't know you and they give you the answers they want to give you. But my point is, when you release control over your own life to ask for answers, you're actually releasing, like losing your own power over your own life. You're telling yourself, oh, I don't know myself enough to know what I'm feeling. I don't know myself enough to trust my intuition. I don't know myself enough to trust that me, Perla, is going to take care of me. I need someone else to tell me how to take care of myself and what to do with my life. It's nice to have some extra information or guidance when we are like in a, a dead end. But sometimes, as I've seen here, spirituality is mixed up with religion. Spirituality becomes a product. Religion is imposed to you and religion is used to actually release your duty towards your own life and with your own self, you know? You decide, you choose a God that is going to decide your fate so that you don't have to make the fucking decisions because it's easier to blame a God 
it's easier to face the consequences if you didn't choose them. You know, you can always blame someone else. You can always sleep well with yourself because you haven't chosen it. Like you haven't done that to yourself. Something else, someone else did it to you, you know, and you believed in them. You trusted them and they disappointed you. Fuck that shit, guys. Fuck that shit. I am still as confused and sad as I was two months ago when I came here. I still have the same questions I had when I came here. And I probably will still have them till I face the life events that are going to take me to the answers. But if I don't take action, if I don't make my own decisions, if I don't trial and test, that is how we're, we should be living our lives. Not just relying on religion that, that like... A friend of mine once told me, and that's the metaphor that I want to leave you with, and I truly resonate with it, religion is like a fishbowl, you know, in an ocean. So you have the entire ocean to swim. You have the entire ocean to explore. But instead, you choose to be safe in this fish tank. No matter what you believe, um, it's obviously if you are religious, by all means, keep being religious. But um, that's where I am right now with my, my own journey. Everything is polarized in Bali. You are either a yogi, spiritual person, or you are not. You know, because there's so much saturation of these people that you either believe them and join the dark side or you become the antagonists like this is bullshit and you lose faith i am in the middle i don't identify with the capitalist society like you know the other day i was going to the pharmacy right and i saw these two australians walking in old uh, uh, an old couple like eating ice cream like pouring like you know dropping the ice cream everywhere without no regards whatsoever for the shop for the people like with no respect and I the first thing I said is like Caucasians Westerns you know because I don't I don't identify with that but on the other hand I don't as much as I dress like this guys I don't identify with the spiritual side of things that first of all imposes you religion whether you want it or not you're gonna end up chanting to Shiva to Ganesha Second, they prioritize beauty and sexuality most of the time over other things when doing parties, when doing cacao ceremonies, when doing sound healing. It doesn't feel genuine. It does feel that there's an agenda to get money. Third, fuck, what was the third one? Um, yeah, so if you belong to the dark side, you're against completely medicine. No vaccines. That I know a few people here who have faked their vaccination certificate to go out and in um, Indonesia. And I found it so, like, what? Like, I, I, I was so pissed off. And it's not even my business. I mean, you do what you want with your life. But I feel like this is not fair. So many people ha cannot travel and the, because they are complying with the norm and the rules and you come here and you do whatever the fuck you want and you fake documents so that you can still do whatever the fuck you want with, with no regard for others. Again, lack of respect. It's, it's a big trigger for me. If you don't have respect for others, fuck, you're going to piss me off.
fourth, uh, taking advantage of youth. When doing ceremony, like a cow ceremonies, I went to a supermoon party two weeks ago and I got really disappointed because they made me chant to Shiva, Ganesha, blah, 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 and I don't identify. So I don't think it's very user-friendly for people who don't really identify with any religion and it's kind of neutral, like they are imposing you their ways as opposed to keep it flexible for all levels, for all backgrounds, for all cultures, so that you feel comfortable, you know, you feel welcomed, you feel that you're part of that. That makes you feel, in my case, it made me feel that I was not part of that because I did not share that and it made me feel uncomfortable. And also seeing like all men taking advantage of the freedom of women when they, they release their sexuality and their tantric energy just to touch them, to have sex with them and to sexualize an event that at the beginning was simply a cacao ceremony. How did we end up dancing in such a sexual way, releasing your sexual energy and making those noise when at the beginning it's just an event to connect with your true feelings? So basically the room, the true feelings they have are only fucking sexual. Is that what they have inside? And that's the only thing they have to release? Is that it? So I didn't agree with that because first, again, they imposed me that kind of interaction. What if I don't want to interact in a, interact in a sexual way? Not because I am against that, but because it's not a safe space for me to show that intimate side of me. To me, sexuality, sensuality is something that I keep to myself and I share with my partner or whatever, but it's not for everyone to see, to see, for everyone to appropriate, to take from me, to join, you know, to get involved with. It's for me, myself. Being forced to do that also made me uncomfortable. I was just like, where's the fucking chocolate? Where's the cacao? I am here for the fucking cacao. What is going on? Fifth thing. When you go to places like Yoga Barn, I feel that the spiritual realm doesn't, at least here, not the real like spiritual people, which I think uh, you won't be able to see even because they are not after the money. They really pray. They really are connected to something bigger than ourselves. So they don't make any noise. But like places like Yoga Barn, beware. Because what was I going to say? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Nothing is what it looks like. Oh, yes, yes, I know what I wanted to say. So in these places, they don't really manage well um, the exchange of energy, the exchange of... And by energy, I mean, um, you know, the heat that generates when you get to, with, in contact with another person or, you know, when you touch someone and you get, like, shivers or, the con you know, what you feel when you look at someone uh, right in the eye. That's what energy is to me. I might be wrong, but that's how I am uh, interpreting it. Like, you know, what we are releasing subconsciously coming from our body, but we cannot see, you know, and that connects us, that takes us to vibrations and to whatever, like what you're attracting, what you're projecting. If you have a good energy, if you're like a very positive, most likely positive things will happen to you. Although life, like shit happens randomly. There's no explanation for that shit happens and that's it but you are most likely to live in the positive side of things anyway so i feel that they don't have a really good care and support system for people with mental health issues what if we go to these cacao ceremonies or super moon parties and literally the guide tells you at the beginning after chanting to shiva release everything that you have inside do what you feel do what your your body wants to do you know like release it all what if i am a fucking psycho 
or a sociopath? What if I am a perv? What if I, uh, I don't know, if I have multiple personality disorder or bipolar disorder? Like, there's no space for containment, you know? There's no space to offer a safe atmosphere for you to release what you have inside. I don't think it's co correct to let everyone do whatever the fuck they want because we come from different backgrounds, we have different things in our heads and we are in different journeys and mindsets at the moment and different moods all the time. I think it's fucking dangerous. I think it should be managed in a more secure and safe way, not for, the, for them, but for everyone involved in these practices. So if you go to Yoga Barn, expect that to happen. Expect 200% freedom, which comes with no control, with no follow-up, with no care for each other like as an individual. It's just like orgy. It's like an orgy, literally. But on other things that I've you know, experienced, including tarot readings, when you, when you check the tarot readings that are not coming from you, mm, I don't know. It's just like letting others tell you how to live your life and what your life is going to look like, you know, as opposed to you choosing every day how your life is going to look like, you know, and maybe I'll see the light. Maybe in a few months I'll come back and say to you guys, I was very skeptical last time. Now I have the right information to actually say that everything was true and I was wrong and uh, I needed to have a little more faith. And now I am a title reader. Maybe, I don't know, because we change, we grow, we learn. That's part of evolving. But right now, as it is of like right now, bullshit. Just do your own thing with your own life. Ask for advice if you want. But at the end of the day, no one can tell you what's going to happen in your life. You know, it's your life. You choose. If you like the podcast, please share, rate, subscribe, comment. Um, it does help me come back with more material. I have a lot of things that I want to share. I have a lot of things that I've experienced and I have a lot of footage as well. Um, let me know if, you, if there's any questions or things that you want to know about uh, Bali. I want to answer some questions that I received from Bali. Like, first of all, if, if it's safe for solo travelers, Bali, it is safe for solo travelers. Uh, if you're a woman as well, you can walk around. I mean, there's a few areas in Bali that you should be um, more careful, like Kuta, for example, Seminyak. In Changu, they tend to, um, they tend to like steal more. But places like Ubud or Uluwatu, uh, the islands like Nusa Penida, they're more safe. Um, the second question that I received was, what's with the names? So when you're born in Bali, there's four different names that you have that you that you have. I think Ketut is the fourth. So if you have four kids, they are going to have, by default, these four names. The, the first one is called Made. The second one, I don't know. The third one, I don't know. The fourth one is Ketut. If you have a fifth child, it all starts over. But I'm not sure how accurate it is right now with the new generations because talking to my Balinese mom, they chose her um, son's name because like you know they, they went to um, a priest or something so the priest gave her three different names every single name had like a candle so the candle that consumed the the wax like you know that went out uh, first that you know that died first was the name for that baby so in this, this case it was yoga but it had nothing to do with made ketut or anything so I don't know to what extent this is still applicable for new generations or not but that's as far as I know
If you have any more questions, please send them to me, PerlaMeetsTheWorld at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram. Now it's open and public at PerlaMeetsTheWorld. I have my website as well. Check it out. I'm, I'm writing some blog posts too, PerlaMeetsTheWorld.com. And uh, yeah, if you liked it, share, subscribe, review, um, comment, send it to, to your friends, uh, send it to me, like your questions and your feedback. It does help me come back with more material. It's been a while, I know, but, you know, it's better to have one good podcast than, you know, several shitty ones. So I'll come back soon. Have a good week. Have a good life. Namaste. And see you next time.